TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It's a game day. We believe. I mean, how can you really know? Marty, this typically would fall into the category of a short week, right? Like you had Martin Luther King Day on Monday, the holiday. But now, does it not feel like the longest week I ever? I see where you're going. It has been a long week. And really, to be honest with you, it's kind of funny because my kids didn't have school again today. And yesterday in the South Town, East Aurora, beautiful, sunny. I understand. It's Buffalo. Talked about it. 10 minutes north. Lackawanna, West Seneca. Getting crushed, right? South Buffalo getting crushed. The downtown area. Everything. So when they canceled school, I'm thinking, man, it's kind of, uh, you guys going to have a free day tomorrow. It's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Went to bed last night. Everything was fine. Woke up this morning. There's another foot and a half of snow that just decided right. to come down overnight. And now I'm like, well, Plowmaster 43 is going to make a couple of trips out there. So much so that I ran into mini Plowmaster 89, Mr. Steve Tasker on his little John Deere mini plow thingy. Um, he was all, he's not in the hijack the one from the stadium. It's exactly what I thought. I'm like, he must have driven one, one of those nights. He's like, you know what? This would be really helpful if I took this little gator and I took it to my house with a plow and I, I, you know, but he's not, he's in the elements. That's Steve Tasker for you, right? He likes to be out in the elements. I'm a little bit more like I need to be inside my cabin with the heat, right? That's kind of like the, the difference. Are the Sabres out of their element based on the newly configured lines? Because Dylan Cousins is day-to-day, joining Jeff Skinner and Matias Samuelson all in the same day-to-day category with upper body injuries. Mm -hmm. Rare are the times without Dylan in the lineup this year. And because we saw line changes over the last couple of games, most notably the swapping of uh, Benson and Middlestat. But as the coach spoke of this morning, it was also more about separating Opozo and Gergensons and Greenway and players yep. of that ilk. So you had, in his words, you know, more straight ahead, straight line play scattered throughout the lineup. But uh, I don't know if you have confirmed with your sources, but the lines of Benson, Thompson, and Tuck, Gergensen's Middlestad and Quinn, Olafson, who's not played in seven of the last eight, with Greenway and Opozo, and Robinson with Krebs and Paterka. Do you believe this to be the first ever time for this configuration of 12? 
I, I believe it is the first uh, time that this configuration of 12 have played together. And I'm just going to do a quick, um, a quick look because I think when I put in this little time machine that I have here, mm-hmm. um, I put Paterka, I put Krebs and I put Robinson together and I click submit. It's like a real time thing here. Um, they've played a total of two and a half minutes together, which would tell me that it is like, you know, end of shifts, start of shifts, maybe mm-hmm. 11 forwards. You kind of roll. They, they played two minutes together. That's five shifts, mm-hmm. right? That's three shifts, four shifts, whatever. That's all that they've played together. So I look at this, these line combination. I'm like, this is new. This is new territory. You could deal. I believe with having Skinner out and still having what is or has been a really top nine compared to the top six, bottom six that we had early in the year when Jack Quinn was out. Now you throw that Dylan Cousins in there. And I think what Don Granado is trying to do is, again, staying away from saying, hey, we have a top six and a bottom six. It's trying to try to build as big of a top 12 as you can with responsibilities for the whole top 12, with identity for the whole top 12, each lines. Um, So this is intriguing because, you know, for, for the first time in a long time, as Don mentioned, you don't have Gergensons playing with Oposo, right? You have Paterka, not with Quinn. Like those are duos that we have seen together for the most part of the last two years. And now all of a sudden, they're not together anymore. Yes, the most obvious and uh, talkworthy is not having Paterka and Quinn on the same line together in the absence yes. of Dylan. Um, and I don't know what to read into that. Obviously, JJ just recently scored for the first time in 13 games. Jack is now goalless in five. And we know that Dylan's goal total was not anywhere expected this year. Now, prior to his injury, as he's sitting at seven halfway through the year on the heels of 30 plus last year. So, um, the, and the, the reality is, is, and, and we hammered home this point earlier in the week that over the last 18 to 20 games, they're, Team goals against has come down yes. significantly, even though people might not feel it with a record of nine, seven, and two in the last 18 games. Their goals against has come down. But most recently, it's been really hard to score. They were shut out against Vancouver. They got two goals against San Jose and then an empty mm-hmm. netter, right? So this is not a burgeoning offensive group. So we can't sit here surprised at the at the different looks of the lines. But the reality is, is they're missing, I don't know, take your pick. Like, where would you rank Skinner, Cousins, and Samuelson as far as absences, right? Like, they'd probably fall into your tops. That that would be three of your, what, top seven or eight guys you'd hate to be missing? Um, Yes, that would be that way. And then when you put it together, you're missing... um, what, $20 million, basically? Like, that's what it is, right? Like, I, I know that you can't always put dollars and cents to, you know, a player's importance, but you're missing $20 million on your cap, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the sideline right now. Skinner, the nine, Dylan Cousins, the seven, and Matthias Samuelson, the four. Yeah. So it, it's probably a little over that when you put the uh, the decimals and all of it. So yeah, it's a pretty significant trio that you're missing. Again, I think, you know, against Chicago tonight, I'm not saying it's fine because it's the Chicago Blackhawks, 
But I don't think you need to go out there and score five against Chicago. They've not been able to score a lot lately. They don't have Connor Bedard. They don't have Nick Foligno. They don't have Atenasio, Tyler Johnson. They don't have Taylor Hall. They're missing a ton of bodies, right? And that's just the reality in Chicago. But they're also a team that is licking their wounds right now and saying, we don't care. Like we got Connor Bedard and we are going to get another good draft picks and we're going to move forward building that way. Just like they did with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze and all of those guys. But I'm not so much concerned about tonight's game with the absence of Skinner, Cousins, and Samuelson. But I'm looking at Saturday in Tampa. Tampa is a top 11 with top 12 goals per game scoring uh, in the NHL this year. Um, you know, they've played some high scoring games and you're going to have to respond with some goals. And right now the Sabres are not scoring a lot. And those, especially Skinner and Cousins, despite the fact that Cousins not performed at the level where he was last year, but still that gives you a better chance to creating some offense. So I'm tonight, I'm not concerned so much, but if it's long term or longer term and it draws into Tampa Saturday and more, um, then I'd be a little bit more concerned. Going back to the, uh, Paterka Quinn split here. Um, I would guess I would ask why. Like, um, if you flipped uh, Paterka and Gergensen's right now, you would have your typical second line. I mean, it would be Middlestat with Paterka and Quinn, and then your top line would be Benson with Thompson and Tuck. Yeah, it would seem like like. I guess what I'm asking here is, what do you think Don is seeing as to why he split up Quinn and Paterka? Okay, so um, both of them are obviously not producing, right? Paterka's got a goal in nine, uh, two points in the last nine. So, And he had been on a good run before that. Now, he wasn't scoring a lot, but he was getting assists. He was getting points. I think he had four points in six games, which over a season, you're getting in the 45, 50 points a year or whatnot at that rate. Um, But when you look at the numbers, you know, in the last – in the 12 games that they've played together, went on the ice together, 110 minutes of ice time together at five on five, four goals for six goals against. Is that what you want from that duo? It's close. I'd like that no, number the, of goals for it to be at eight. But what were last year's numbers? I get it. The other two guys were rookies, but Dylan had a big year because of how smart those guys played. But I don't think they had a pronounced major edge in goals for and goals again. I could be way wrong here, but my gut tells me they didn't. No, they didn't. So, they didn't. And they were minus eight at the end of the year. Yeah. But there are, as you pointed out, they were in their rookie season. And now you say, hey, I need more, especially without Skinner in the lineup. I need you guys to be able to to give me the production. And the production has not been there. And I get that. That's, you know. But it, that's overall team production that has gone it, down it this year. It is. So, so instead of, and I, I feel like, and I'm sorry to have gone this way, instead of this feeling like a glass half empty, you know, like what happened to Paterka and Quinn? Is there something happening here where he sees Paterka can benefit from a couple of guys who look like they have a little bit of mojo right now in Robinson and Krebs? And I think one of the really, really, really quiet underlying questions this year has been like, what more can you get out of Krebs? What more can Krebs do? What more does Krebs believe he can do to help this team, right? Because Marty, I can only imagine having never lived this, you know, uh, existence, but like you're a first rounder, you're in a hype trade, but then you're, you're, you're positioned more as a role player. Now, last year was kind of exciting because it seemed like everybody was scoring, but that's not been the case this year. 
But do you believe that there's more in Krebs right now that like maybe Krebs sees this as like, I get JJ tonight. Like, this is great. Um, yeah, and I, like I said at the start of the show, I think this is more Don Grano saying I could either have a loaded top six and kind of have my my bottom six kind of just okay, let's see what you guys can do, energy four check whatever. But or I can try to to split everything up a little bit so that my twelve right, we're playing Chicago. We didn't have a skate on Tuesday. We had a short morning skate on on Wednesday, but you know it's like. How, how can we just longer than man- usual, longer than usual? Yes. Um, but how can we manage to just have our four lines being one, two, three, four, and we keep going against the Chicago team that it's like San Jose, to be honest with you, like this game against Chicago is a, you have to win. You have to win. It doesn't matter if you win one, nothing, or if you go out and win seven, five, you have to win, but you're looking at, how do we best present ourselves or give ourselves a chance to win? Let's go that way. Let's see what we have because we probably will have to do something similar against Tampa on Saturday. And so why not use this game as a, let's try. And if it doesn't work, it's an easy fix. If it doesn't work, it's Paterka goes up and plays with Middlestat and Quinn, um, you know, and then Gergensen comes down and you put him with Oposo. You You can make a small adjustment, but this to me is... I don't think it's an indictment or anything negative on Paterka or on Quinn or on Middlestat or on anybody. It's more of let's try to balance the top 12 Mm -hmm. in a way that we can just, you know, not overtax anybody because Mm -hmm. the last four days have been weird hockey days with an afternoon Monday, nothing Tuesday and everything else that's happened since then. And it's a, you know, there's no, again, even with the delay, there's no back to back. There's no heavy burden right now. They play Saturday afternoon, then they don't play till Tuesday. So yeah, yeah, like go full bore and get as much as you can. And again, don't be surprised if this lineup looks dramatically different with the return of many, if not all of those injured players on Saturday, we'll see, like they're all day to day at this point in time. So, so this could be a complete one-off in this configuration of 12 that we're mildly obsessed with here to start the show. But, um, It'll all happen in front of Uko Pekalukinen. And um, the Hawks, by the way, are in the uh, same boat as the Sabres. They are coming off a victory against San Jose. Theirs was far more uh, exciting. It was a nine-round shootout that uh, allowed them to prevail. It was actually pretty comical. They had two instances where the puck looked like it was going to go in. Yeah. And then it... (laughs) It just stopped. One literally stopped on the line. The other one was a slow mover from one post to the next and out and the other side. So, yep. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. But look high- at Chicago quickly, okay? Yes. They lost Connor Bedard. Last five games, they're still two and three without him. But it's not because they're going out there and scoring. And they, they, they haven't scored. They have eight goals for in the last five games without Connor Bedard. Eight. And he's only given up eleven. One of them's an uh, one of them is a uh, uh, an empty net. Yes, one of them's an empty net. So they've given up really ten in five, but mm-hmm. they've scored eight. That's the game you got to expect out of Chicago, right? And if you're Don Granado, you're like, okay, well, let's not expose ourselves by by you know just overplaying a, a top line or a top two line or whatnot. Let's just kind of put it on everybody, put it on everybody to be able to just feel the game and not have this this really like like a a roller coaster go up but then a huge crash because nobody can can get themselves where they need to be 
Uh, nice win for the Amherst last night. Uh, more on that a little bit later, but they had a 6 nothing blasting of Lehigh Valley. Eric yes. Comrie has really enjoyed his brief time at Blue Cross Arena. You can forget the outdoor game in Charlotte, but his two games at home, he's been number one star. Last night, he was extremely good early on in the game, and then the offense just kind of kept building and building and building, and a lot of guys that hadn't uh, been able to score in a long time were able to help the cause. So, uh, again, more on that later. A lot of interesting stuff around the NHL, and and I'll we'll we'll quiz Darren Dreger on this at the bottom. But uh, see that um, surprising development yesterday with uh, with Diamond Sports and yes, uh, and Amazon. Amazon. Like it's one of the like so obviously for those that have probably been unintentionally paying a little attention to this, if that makes any sense. Like obviously, Bally Sports came on board. They have 15 major league teams, so sorry, 15 NBA teams, 11 NHL, 11 NBA yeah. for regional sports networks. And then all of a sudden they fell hard into bankruptcy and some teams started, you know, breaking away from that carrier. Producing their own. Going, yeah. And going over the air, you know, direct to home. Yeah. Um, so it has been very uncertain. For each of the three leagues and the teams that are involved with Diamond uh, slash Bally, uh, it's going to get rebranded if it continues here. So that's why we can pretty yeah. much park the Bally reference. But anyway, they've surprisingly, and I say this because that was the reaction from all three leagues when this thing came out yesterday was, hey, we've got an agreement with Amazon and Amazon Prime and streaming this and blah, blah, blah. And every all the leagues are like, uh, this is the first we're hearing of this, you know. And so, like, it might be not a cause for celebration just yet. Like, I have a feeling like the lawyers are going to have a field day picking this thing apart. I mean, but in the end, the teams that were in agreement with Bally and Diamond, uh, you know, they have had a major struggle the last year and a half having to deal with all of that. And a lot well, of it was not so much Major League Baseball, because at the start of the baseball season, like they came out and said, our contracts and Major League Baseball and the teams will be all set, but we don't know where we're going to go next year with yeah. NBA and NHL. But it's not every, the bills weren't getting paid. It was well, one thing for problem. somebody to yes. step in and produce, but the money was not coming the way it was supposed to be coming. How yes. could it when some teams a did not get their front payment? But yeah. the tricky part of all of this is oh, it's one thing to say, hey, great, Amazon, they stream, this will be great. The intricacies are going to be, yeah, but what did the deal actually say? And does Amazon, even with an investment of over $100 million, have the rights to just pick up the streaming here when the streaming is supposed to be owned by this yep. and or that? You know what I mean? So this well, is... I think that in the end, what I would always say in those situations is there's a lot of smart people that will look at the fine print, and but they will eventually come up with a solution uh, because this, I feel would be a very positive step for a lot of um, the teams around the NHL, but other sports. And not only that, moving forward, as we know, uh, there's been some rumors, and I think that's more of in the Canadian market thing, but you know, Sportsnet has gotten the, the national rights in Canada, and we've seen what TNT and ESPN have been able to do as a combined national provider for you know the NHL in the U.S. 
that they're saying Canada can open the door to having multiple partners on the national level, Sportsnet, TSN, you know, CBC, Canada, whatever. But Netflix and Amazon were in the rumors of discussion as that it could be mm-hmm. a Canadian platform to broadcast national games. And we saw what the NFL did with Peacock and with Amazon this year. Like that Kansas City Chiefs Miami Dolphin game Saturday night was was a record-breaking game for Peacock. The amount of subscriber, well, yeah, the amount but of zero watch- times zero is zero. You have to remember that. Yes. They they did it just so they could say it was a record. They didn't have very many people watching compared to what a normal game would have. That's compared have to, to what careful. a normal game would, would have. So. Yes, but that's also because the NFL has always been this team where, you know, CBS, Fox, NBC, ESPN. And if you don't have ESPN and your team is playing, it's on ABC. Like it's always been a network type of, of show, but they've mm-hmm. branched out uh, with Amazon and now Peacock. I feel like the rest of the world of sports is going to kind of follow a little bit of what the NFL has done. And the NHL right now should be paying close attention to Amazon and how that's going to impact and hopefully move the needle forward with all of them. Yeah, agreed. I mean, that's the hope for all of them here. Um, anyway, Darren Dreger, we'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, maybe <laughs> at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we shall see on that front. But um, last night, um, league MVP, Sam Reinhardt, Oh. extended his uh, goal scoring. So this is, this is the crazy part for Sam. So it's not just a new Florida Panthers franchise record scoring yeah. a goal in eight straight games. It's the longest goal scoring streak in the NHL this year, but you can't really talk about it unless you actually talk about the specifics of it, which yes. is its own record, which is he's scored a special teams goal in eight straight. And it's not like he's just scoring in the power play. He has been a very significant shorthanded goal scorer in the NHL this year, has now done it in back-to-back games. And last night it was a shorthanded goal early that allowed him to extend the streak. Ultimately they lost, of course, because, the Sabres would have preferred they won yes. based on the out-of-town scoreboard. But uh, as it... Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively... Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Turned out Detroit 
ended up rallying in overtime. But I just saw a little note. I don't know if you saw the same one from the NHL about perhaps one of the reasons why Reinhardt is having more success this year. And that is his shot speed. And he has registered 14 shot attempts of 80 plus miles an hour so far this year, which is more than double his count in 21-22 and besting his season total from last year. So I find he's shooting, this in- he's shooting and I, I don't know. I don't have the numbers in that he's shooting more this year because what Sam used to always do is deflections, tap ins, little rebounds in front. I feel like Sam, by my eye test, has either shot more on the rush and also has backed himself off and away from the crease. Like his power play goals are all bumper goals. Like we used to remember Sam Reinhardt being a net front presence on the power play, not so much of a bumper guy, but now he can actually register more speed on the shot because of his position. But, um, you know, the, the fact that he's got six power play goals, two short end goals in the last you know, eight games is, is kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's a record that I don't know that we're going to see anybody do because it's the timing of it has to be so incredibly uh, special. Like if mm. you're the second power play and the first group goes in and scores, let's say because you were on the ice penalty is drawn, the other group goes in, they score. You don't get a chance to score a power play goal, right? Because mm-hmm. the other team did it or the other, you know, unit did it. And then you get on, you score a power play goal. You get a chance shorthanded. You do. But the biggest story out of that game for me is who was in net for Detroit and who is saving Detroit's season right now, just like he did with the Florida Panthers last year. Shocker. That's Alex Lyon. Alex mm-hmm. Lyon in his last six uh, games is mm-hmm. 5 0 oh, 1. In his last seven, in his last, no, eight, he's 6 1 1. That's that's unbelievable. Like right now. Why don't you, know, you do me a favor and during the break, backtrack it to the tail end of last year's regular season and marry those two numbers. See how many losses he actually has. Well, he lot. doesn't have a whole lot. But the funny thing right. is that he wasn't playing a lot last year until they had to at the end of the year because, oh, Sergey mm-hmm. Bobrovsky was sick, ill in Montreal, did not start that night. And Villarusso gets on a string, right? Mm-hmm. This year in Detroit, he's the third goalie. They have... Billy Husso, they have James Reimer. So Alex Lyon's not the guy you're going to rely upon. And then, whoop, you know what? Over the last two and a half weeks, he's played everyone but one game. Mm-hmm. And now Detroit is finding themselves in a top three spot in the in the Atlantic Division, bumping Toronto out of the top three and putting Toronto in a wild card spot. Toronto's only two points up on the Pittsburgh Penguins, Washington Capitals, and New York Islanders. I mean, Toronto is looking back now and saying, oh, we have company, guys. Like, that's really what a four-game losing streak and a Detroit Red Wings team that's odd is going to cause in the Atlantic Division. Detroit's on a seven-game point streak. To go back to Reinhardt for a second, last year, which was yet another 30-goal season for him, he had 227 shots on goal, which was a career high. He's on pace to basically replicate that number again this year. However, in his last three seasons, where he's basically, he had the the one COVID year was a 54-gamer. He would have easily scored more than 30. He had a 19.2 shooting percentage. Then the next year, it was 17.7. And even last year, scoring 31, he was down to 13.7, which is still a fine number. But this year, he is leading the league at a 27.7 shooting percentage. It's like he can't miss. 
it is amazing. 27.7, Duffer, you just said? Yes. Okay, so 27.7 is that the goaltenders have a 72.3% save percentage. Imagine a goalie that has a 7.32. You wouldn't, because he wouldn't be in the league. They wouldn't be in the league. They wouldn't even play (laughs) professional hockey. If goalies come out and they say... I'm doing pretty good. I got a 732 save percentage. No, no, you're not, right? That's the number that Sam Reinhardt is is basically effect, like afflicting on goalies right now. That's incredible. Did you say afflicting or inflicting? Inflicting, inflicting. Because we, we've re- recently discovered that there's a thing out there called uh, Marty's English Lessons. Yes, and yes, there so is. I, so I just wanted to make sure that that I was hearing it correctly and that I wasn't being confused. Now, everything in the, in the English dictionary goes when you go to Marty's English lessons, okay. everything well, goes. I hate doing this. You know, I hate doing this. But I also want to make people aware that you wouldn't have said what you just said about a 700 save percentage running a guy out of the league unless you believed it to be true. And unfortunately, your save percentage oh, yeah. was 763 in your in your final run in the NHL. I, I got so, out of the league, but I did it because I knew before somebody asked me to get out of the league, I said, I'm out. I could see the, the numbers, which, by the way, our little segment during the San Jose game with the Tomas Hurdle goal. was like a very popular viral moment that was picked up by so many other like fun, uh, like Instagram and social media outlet, like Bleacher Report and Bar Down and whatnot. It was, it actually carried a lot of, you know, momentum throughout that day, afternoon game on Monday, right? Like, and then it carries through the afternoon and the evening. I got so many people mentions on, on social media because of that, but it was carried by other outlets that have, Really significant oh, following. We so. were we were on in Canada on Monday. That's why. Oh, that's why. Yes. So yes, it, it was. I, it was I get a, I get a text from my mother <laughs> with a thumbs up and a heart emoji when we're on, or thumbs down and like boo, like if she's not getting our feed in Canada because they're picking so. up the other team's feed or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, so, anyway, we uh, well give some produce give some love to producer Joe Pinter because it, it I was called his him at idea. nine a.m. this morning okay. to tell him as I was plowing around because I was up in Hamburg and I'm like maybe I should keep driving to Angola to yeah. producer Joe's spot, but uh, no, he said they only got a couple of inches of snow overnight and he was all good. Joe tends to undersell everything. They probably got six feet and he's going to come in all disheveled. And anyway, he'll be here (laughs) that much. I know he will absolutely be here. And this is now we're getting into this really small window where I'm going to be inside the arena an awful lot because we have a game tonight and then we have the bandits tomorrow. And then we got the early start for kids takeover day on Saturday when Tampa rolls in. So I'm if the weather is good. And you feel safe coming down to the arena. Please come and join us for Tucker Out Lymphoma Night tomorrow as the Bandits are playing host to the New York Riptide. Tucker has been, Marty, I think you said it best yesterday. I mean, he has, um, he is, he is just what this organization believes in, right? He's an identity for this organization. They rallied around him and his family in his battle. And every year, even though Tucker, can't be on the floor with us. Um, his presence is so massive in this organization and in this lacrosse community. So to get your tickets, you can scan the QR code on the screen or 
Go to bandits.com slash tickets. Uh, Buffalo coming off just an incredible comeback win against Rochester last weekend. And of course, because it is Tucker out lymphoma night, uh, 7.30 start, auctions throughout uh, all the benefit pediatric cancer care, and we look forward to seeing you in bandit land. Darren Dreger is next here on Sabres Live. Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Snow continues to fall outside of RJ Way as we are getting set for Buffalo and Chicago tonight. Originally scheduled for Wednesday at 7.30. It's now Thursday, and it's scheduled for 7 tonight, which means 6.30 pregame coverage. But, of course, depending on where you are, uh, the priority, of course, is to stay safe. And uh, Mm -hmm. if you have the chance to make your way safely to the arena. We look forward to seeing you tonight. Darren Dreger, you know a thing or two about this kind of weather. Welcome into Sabres Live. How are you doing these days? Yeah, doing okay. In fact, I'm not bragging about this. I got the snowblower going maybe a week or so ago. That's how lucky we've been. So, um, But nothing like what's going on in, in Buffalo. So I'm not going to complain about the weather here. It's been really good. Okay, so I want to ask you a uh, life advice here, Dregs, because I got some advice from Robbery yesterday. Uh, it got really cold the last <laughs> few days here in Buffalo, um, and uh, so I got the plow on the truck, but I also like to use the snowblower and really like do the nice edge to the driveway and go out back and clear a nice area for the dogs to go do their business and all of it. So yesterday morning, I go to the snowblower. First of all, the pull string to start it i broke that like two years ago right so but mm-hmm. i have a the electric starter on the side so i put yeah. the extension cord in yeah. get it all going go to start it it won't start it won't start i'm like oh like i broke my snowblower what the heck right, right? so the the snow prairie type of guy that you are what would yeah. you recommend i do with the snowblower to see if i can get it fired up again Okay, there's a couple of things. Uh, do you ever use the fuel shutoff valve? Uh, no. Okay, so it's not a fuel issue per se, but you should get in the habit of using the fuel shutoff. So what you do when you're done snow blowing, you just turn the, the, the fuel shutoff off, right? Let the motor drain the carburetor so that it'll start with fresh fuel the next time you go to try and start it. So that's number one. Okay. But you didn't do that. You didn't use the shutoff valve. So do you have a primer on this machine? Yeah, I do. And I pressed the primer. Huh? Okay. I do have a primer on the machine, yes. Well, then maybe you should get your neighbor who doesn't have twig-like arms to come and grab a hold of that (laughs) recoil and give it a pull <laughs> well there's not even a handle and a string on it anymore but i'll tell you what robbery suggested <laughs> he said you probably have something frozen in there that won't allow anything to go through bring it inside but well, i don't want to bring yeah, my yeah. snowblower inside but i brought it in the garage the yeah. the attached garage yeah. and i let it thaw off off for the day and then yeah. last night press the button one time it started. it started everything is good so go. deal with robbery to the rescue right here but i like your to use fuel the shut fuel shutoff valve every because time. then it, it works every time. And it's perfect at the end of the season. When you're done, then you don't have that fuel getting stale and gumming up over the course of the summer. So there you go. Make sure to use the shutoff. 
Wow, Marty, do you have any hockey-related questions for Darren today? <laughs> well, yeah, because we're going to talk goaltending because Marc-Andre Fleury went to 552 the other night, passing Patrick no. Ross, second in wins in uh, all time in the NHL. Um, I think of Marc-Andre Fleury, I don't think of a goalie that could be on the market to help a contender this year, but apparently yeah. there's interest in probably having Fleury come in. Um, so where is the Fleury conversation going on with, with his own team, Minnesota, but also with the rest of the league? Well, look, I, I think it's premature to look at the rest of the league because, you know, Billy Guerin will tell you, and he has told us, that they're committed to clawing back into the playoff picture and and taking their own run for it. Um, so that's priority number one. If it becomes abundantly evident as you get closer to the March 8th trade deadline that that's not happening, then he has to have a conversation with Marc-Andre Fleury and his agent. Fleury has the full no-move. And yes. here's something I think we need to make crystal clear. With three Stanley Cups, Fleury isn't interested in chasing a Stanley Cup. Um, but if the right opportunity presented, and you never wish for an injury, of course, but you know, Georgiev in, in Colorado, as an example, you know, he's playing a ton. If something were to happen with a top contending team where Fleury could go in as the number one, as their starter, yeah, I think he'd be interested in that. He is not interested in being insurance or even a backup goaltender as mm -hmm. part of a tandem. So I think that there's there's a lot that has to happen for Marc-Andre Fleury legitimately to become a, a trade option or a piece that a contending team would look at. What's going to happen with Steven Stamkos in Tampa? Deal before the end of the year or no? No, no. I mean, uh, Julian Breesbaugh, the GM of the Lightning, made it clear when last he spoke to the media that they're pushing it to the offseason. Um, and I, I guess I kind of get it. I mean, you don't want it to be a distraction. Maybe Stamkos doesn't want to deal with it. I mean, prior to the start of the year, we can recall that media availability where he didn't mince words. I mean, he flat out said how disappointed he was that his extension wasn't a priority for management of the Lightning in the offseason. So they'll wait till the end of the year. And, you know, it it comes with uh, with some risk. There's no doubt about that. I, but they've you know, been down that road before. They he, have. He, they yes, have. So, At yeah. Different place, clearly, in his career. And mm -hmm. the leverage that Stamkos had back then um, was real. I still think that he has leverage. I mean, he's a heck of a hockey player, even at yes. this stage of his career. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I find it difficult to believe that ownership of the Lightning doesn't want their captain, their decorated leader, mm -hmm. to at least try and finish his career in Tampa Bay. But when you look at the money that's committed uh, to the roster that they have for next year, man, not a lot of money to fill out that lineup. So Brisebois, who's been very creative, let's give this man some credit here, right? Like it's not the first time he's had to wrestle with salary cap issues. So I guess he feels confident he's going to be able to find a way to make it work. And, uh, you know, we're, we'll have to wait and see, but there is that risk that Stamkos just says, nah, you know what? I'm good. I'll go to free agency and see what it looks like. I doubt that happens, but that's the game you play. Okay. So this is what I think happens with Stamkos. And I think, Players like Steven Stamkos um, can be a little stubborn. I remember when Marty St. Louis didn't get picked for Team Canada? Oh, and that was boy. this guy like Steve Eiserman, right? Like that was a bad, bad blood that type of battle. And feelings, Marty St. Louis can be stubborn and Stamkos can be stubborn. <laughs> so St Stamkos has a no-movement clause. Like the fact that Julian Brisebois comes out and says, well, we're not trading Stamkos. You know what? It's not your call. It's Stamkos' yeah, call. It's not Agreed. the Tampa Bay Lightning call. I yeah. think Stamkos stays the whole year 
And even if Breezeboy was like, hey, we have a trade on, no, I'm not, I don't want to be traded. And then after the season, if the Tampa Bay Lightning don't give Stamkos what he wants, yeah. then Stamkos is going to say, you know what? You can, you, you're not going to get anything from me. So that's fine. Like, I think he's going to go back really hard at yeah. the Tampa Bay Lightning, basically saying, you want to screw me over? I'm going to screw you, <laughs> screw you over even more. That's but, the way I look at it. But isn't that why ownership gets involved? And yes. you're, you're not managing from above, but you kind of are because, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple of different reasons. One, you know, this is a guy who is so well liked in the community in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he is the definition of success in Tampa Bay. Um, and then so it, it, as a general manager, not to get that extension wrapped up and done. OK, as ownership, you have questions, but then to allow him to walk for free and get nothing back in terms of, of assets. That's when the owners start getting a little grumpy. So, we'll yeah, see. but the flip side is you had him for 15 years and you won cups. Yeah. So yeah. It, it'll never feel like nothing. But my belief is he won't go anywhere. I'm yeah. with you. I'm yeah, with I you. mean, he. Everything you just said times a million yeah. is is what he is to that organization. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm naive in thinking this way, but uh, <laughs> I, I suspect he'll stay. Um, real you quick, both are a- romantics. That's why. That's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's exactly what Duffer and I are romantics. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Our Western roots showing through there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say, I, I, based on we had this very quick discussion in the first half hour, Dregs, yeah. so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. What do you believe is happening and might the impact be of this mm, first step forward by Bally and Amazon yeah. and a potential yeah. TV deal, which can affect almost yeah. a dozen regional sports network rights holders in, uh, you know, in, in the NHL? Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. And I reached out to a league source because I'm curious uh, as to whether or not it, it could influence bigger packages right Right. and and i'm talking about national packages here um what an opportunity for amazon though right so they come in and they bail out bali so there's not a tremendous amount of risk here by amazon to test the hockey waters to see if it's a fit Mm -hmm. i can assure you that the commissioner's office is hoping that amazon loves being part of the national hockey league game and wants to you know grow it in any way shape or form that they can and the reason i mentioned the national package is because here in canada we're not that far away again from mm-hmm. going through those national negotiations and you know rogers owns the national rights now will bell get involved don't know but all of a sudden you've got a third party involved in mammoth negotiations gets what i guess what happens it mm-hmm. changes from a five billion dollar package which is what rogers paid to whatever amazon wants yeah. to up the ante to so it's fascinating oh it is fascinating it's i think it's a positive and that's the way it is yeah. one team uh that is being covered by bally is uh the columbus blue jackets right Duffer, they are a bally team i believe in columbus um yeah. elvis merziklin says the 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 beast has been uh you know like let out of the cage or whatever he he and the monster i think he said the monster, <laughs> monster. monster's out um if you're a team that's looking at a goaltender, wouldn't that make more sense than the Jake Allen and the Mackenzie Blackwood and the Jacob Markstrom and, you know, those type of the Marc-Andre Fleury? Would Merzikens make more sense? Well, maybe. Um, you know, I, you're in a better position to analyze, you know, how good a goalie he actually is. Um, you know, a couple of teams that I would think 
would be in the market. I know they're in the market for a goaltender. Don't have interest, which is of interest to me. Yeah. Um, And it's mostly because of his play and less because of his contract, even though his contract, you know, it's this year plus three more at 5.4 million cap hit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, again, as teams win, they're realizing maybe at their own peril that you don't have to invest as much in one goaltender, let alone two, and they want to continue down that path. So I don't think there's as much interest in Elvis as uh, some people would expect. Don't forget to close the uh, fuel valve. Well, I'm going to tell you, I got a really good piece of advice from Steven on uh, X right now. He says, get yourself some blaster starter fluid, and all you need to do is spray a little in the exhaust port. Then you won't have to wait until it thaws out. So there's, I'm I'm getting so many covered, good man. advice right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, my snowblower is going to be like so much better now. Mm. Or you could pay somebody it, to do it. No, I no, want no, no, that. no. I want, I, no. I love the satisfaction of it. And, and drags yesterday, we learned that nobody, knows more about four-cylinder plowing in this area of Western New York than Marty Baron. And even if it, the statement isn't true, he led others He led others to believe that it was true. And I, I'm impressed every That's single day by this guy. So. Well, he's had lots of practice, and I know he yeah. helps a lot of people out. So. <laughs> he does. Dregs, stay safe. See you soon. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Darren Dreger from TSN. We're back after this on Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Quick birthday blast to uh, former state. Well, actually, we're going to do Dominic Hasek first here. Let's uh, talk about Dominic Hasek from 27 years ago, Marty, in the All-Star game. It was funny. We just talked about this on the broadcast the other night because San Jose was in. And I said, yeah, the thing that I, I always see in a connection between these two teams is Owen Nolan pointing at Dom at the All-Star game and then scoring a goal. Well, aside from that, it might have been one of the best All-Star game shows ever as uh, Hashik allowed one goal on 21 shots 27 years ago during the All-Star game in San Jose. The only thing that ruined it almost for me was the Fox tracker, that glowy <laughs> puck that they had on Fox at the time, and it was on TV, and it was just awful. But, yes, it was a great performance by Dominic Hasek, a fun all-star game, uh, intense all-star game, lots of goals, lots of great saves. And Mark Recchi was the MVP. I would not have guessed that, but a little uh, you know, digging found out that Mark Recchi of the Montreal Canadiens won the MVP that night. Should have been dumb for sure. Well, Dom, um, I'll tell you, the first all-star game – I attended was the 96 one at then the fleet center in Boston. And there are still conflicting reports as to whether Dom won the MVP or not, because Ray Bork scored late in a low scoring game that was won by the whales five, four, but Hashik was uh, absolutely brilliant. And so the talk is they changed at the last second to give it to Bork. But Wikipedia has Ray Bork as the MVP of the 96 right. All-Star game. But he, he he may not have walked away with all the winnings that might come with that. I don't know. Maybe we'll ask Dom <laughs> about that tonight. But uh, regardless, it was quite a show. Anyway, if we can jump to birthdays now, uh, Brian Gianta, former Sabre captain yes. on this day, uh, but also current NHLers, Alex Petrangelo, Caden Gooley, and our favorite, Phoenix Copley, 32 today. Oh. Just unfortunate that Phoenix is not quite full health this year, but we wish him the best and hope he's doing well up in the North Pole. 
Happy birthday to all of them. Also, Kevin Costner, 69. We talked about Field of Dreams with, uh, you know, the the great voice that is um, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones yesterday. But one of my favorite movie of all time, For Love the Game, the great uh, cathedral that is a chapel belongs to uh, Billy Chapel. Anyway, I screwed it up. See you tonight inside a key bank. <laughs> TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.